Top of the morning to you and welcome to our newest episode of Capital Markets Quickie from MVP Mind Value Partners. Stocks and government yields climbed last week with the S&P 500 recording the best weekly gain since early July, and long-term government yields rose to a four-month high. The driver behind the equity market strength was the anticipation that another stimulus package will eventually be passed despite the shaky negotiations between the Republicans and the Democrats. My name is Andrit Sella, coming at you from Frankfurt, Germany, Europe's financial hub and home to the ECB. Let's take a look at what moved the markets this week. The two forces that were in the driver's seat of the stock market last week were politics and policy. So let's start off with politics first. The White House increased its fiscal stimulus offer to $1.8 trillion from $1.6 trillion, which partly bridges the gap but is still short of the $2.2 trillion package which Nancy Pelosi and the House of Representatives have already approved. And as the US election comes closer, the likelihood of a deal before the 3rd of November seems to be diminishing. It seems highly likely, however, that a deal could be approved by Congress after the elections. But until then, the details still need to be worked out between the two parties. At first, markets fluctuated widely last week as expectations for another round of financial aid for households and businesses bounced between doubtful and hopeful. Just a few days later, negotiations over another round of fiscal relief broke down. So the stock market ultimately sold off. However, markets did regain strength and that was due to the prospects that smaller and more targeted aid packages could potentially find some agreement among policymakers or that a more comprehensive bill may still be reachable. So I guess we can all agree that the new stimulus package is delayed, but certainly not done. So that was politics. Now let's move on to policy measures. There are two very important components which will prove to be the most important tailwind towards a sustainable economic recovery for the years to come. Of course, I am talking about fiscal and monetary policy, which refer to the two most widely recognized tools used to influence a nation's economic activity. Monetary policy is primarily concerned with the management of interest rates and the total supply of money and is generally carried out by central banks, or as I like to call them, the central bank superheroes. Fiscal policy, on the other hand, is a collective term for the taxing and spending actions of governments. The two most widely used means of fiscal policy are changes in government spending policies or in government tax policies. So basically all that means is how much is the government spending and how much is the government taxing in order to finance that spending. Historically speaking, expansions tend to run out of steam as monetary policy becomes more restrictive. And that would be the case if, for example, the Fed and the European Central Bank started raising interest rates in the near future. However, I doubt that the Fed and the ECB or any other central bank around the world for that matter will raise interest rates or tighten policy anytime soon. So monetary policy will continue to be one of the biggest tailwinds behind economic recovery worldwide. And on matters of fiscal policy, a Trump win, for example, would likely maintain the status quo in terms of lower taxes and deregulation as a means to support the recovery. 
And if Biden wins, that would likely be accompanied by higher taxes for corporations and higher income earners. But some of this drag of higher taxes in order to finance government spending could be offset by a larger infrastructure bill or fiscal package post-November 3rd elections, of course. And here are two key takeaways for investors in the weeks to come. First of all, election volatility will continue and that is totally normal. This election poses uncertainty and markets hate uncertainty. But then again, who doesn't? And of course, there is a lot of uncertainty in not knowing who will be ruling your country over the next four years. Therefore, I believe volatility will remain high through the election. Secondly, history shows us that markets have been resilient after elections. Over the past 75 years, for example, in the month leading up to presidential elections, the stock market had an average return of 0.5% and was positive for that month in only slightly more than half the years. However, from the election through year's end, the market averaged a gain of 4.1% and it was positive during that period in 83% of the time. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes today's Capital Markets Quickie. To all of you listening from every corner of the globe, I wish you all the best and stay tuned for our next episode on Sunday, October the 18th. 